Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Nat Coombs Show. It is our week three preview. Midweek catch up with one of our show faves, the all-pro Phoebe Schechter back in the house and a ton to get into with Phoebes. We're going to talk, of course, about our Buffalo Bills, get into the Dolphins and tour a little bit. The Bengals, what's our take on them? Which team surprised her the most this season? We'll talk about of the quarterback deals that have properly tanked. I'm talking to Sean Watson, I'm talking Russell Wilson, maybe, probably. Kyler Murray's in that mix too, isn't he? So a ton to get into. And last but by no means least, 57 seconds as well. Phoebe doubling down after Shane Vereen hit six points last week. So how well can Phoebes do? Incidentally, we were going to tag team this episode with FFS, me and Benny, but we figured, you know what? The FFS chat was so much fun. We're going to push that out as a separate episode. So sit back and enjoy this show. FFS is dropping Thursday. And of course, me and Propo Edge Rush on Friday. Phoebe, great to see you. Last time we caught up was a couple of weeks back in Dublin. What a weekend that was. Oh my gosh, wasn't that so much fun? Just the energy that Notre Dame brought to Dublin was incredible. It made me, I think it made all of us wish that we had that every single week to look forward to. Oh, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? You know, the energy <laughs> that they brought, uh, all the fans, the, the the Notre Dame faithful, very different to the energy Propo brought, I felt, because we realized listening back to the show, the intro that we recorded when we landed in Dublin at the hotel before we kind of hit all the craziness, um, mm-hmm. 
that we all recorded and he was there recording. He was in the conversation with me. Part of it was, so we're going to head into it. We're going to catch up with a lot of our friends in town. Phoebe Schechter's in the house. We'll be chatting to her when we came to wrap the show up. Oh, is there something we might have forgotten with the, with the production <laughs> schedule? The chat with Phoebe. We sat there, Phoebe, the whole game <laughs> to each other. And we didn't record the interview for the show. That's the kind of, that's the kind of just lack of focus that Propo is demonstrating this season. <laughs> It happens to the best of us. And we got to see each other anyways. Uh, really, it didn't matter. It didn't matter about the pod. each other. You yeah, know? that's true. And you gave me some chips as well. Chips and curry sauce, which I really, which yeah. I really appreciate. Loving that. Um, listen, you know you made it in this business when you are described by the team on social media as a fan favorite. And that's what the, the boys put out on social. Fan favorite Phoebe Schechter in the house. And they are bang on with that. I know our listeners love it when you are here. So we got a, a ton to get into. Most importantly, of course, you are playing, going to be playing 57 seconds later on. Um, oh, now, <laughs> 57 seconds. As many of you will have listened to the show with Shane Breen last week will know, I fire rapid questions at you. Some football trivia, some pop culture, some just completely subjective that I will give an arbitrary yay or nay on. on. Shane Vereen managed to get six right in 57 seconds. I did see his. His looked very good. He was was good. Even on the running backs, I was like, oh my goodness. Straight in there. Straight in there. I hope you don't think that's a standard for me. I am not going to quit. He set the bar high. We're going to be expecting a lot lower today. I'm looking looking forward to that. But I want to lead off with... Just some of the big news really around um around the league. So Monday Night Football. Incidentally, what do you think of the double header for Monday Night Football? Because it's happening again this week with Bucks Eagles and then I think it's Bengals Rams the other games. Where do you sit on that? You like it? I like it. I for me, I kind of like the idea of having just the one game. It'd be like a highlight game. It's a really big deal for those teams. And I feel like it almost steals a little bit of the spotlight away from them when you've got two. I mean, I know. We did one Monday night football game and everybody was so excited about it. You just feel kind of honored and you're a big deal. So then you have yeah. two and you're like the ugly stepsister, you know? So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And in the, I mean, case, in the case of Bengals Rams, the way, uh, the way well, actually, I don't know. We'll come, we'll come to both of those in a minute. Yeah. I, I hear you. I, I'm the same. And it's, you know, tradition, I think just for tradition's sake is maybe a problem. Things at times need to progress, but then I guess progress just because you feel your need change is also an issue as well. So I don't know where I land with Monday Night Football is just it's an institution, isn't it? It's it the is. big, it's the highlight game. I, I, I kind of get, although in recent years, it's been a, a mixed bag, I guess, the games that have actually landed there. Uh, but it's going to be a doubleheader again this week. Last week when they when they tried it, of course, the Browns were in action and uh, desperately sad news for Nick Chubb. So injured in that game. Firstly, what does, and out for the season, what does this do for the, let's face it, kind of slim playoff chances for uh, uh, Cleveland Browns this season. When he's a player who's that significant in an offense that is misfiring as much as it is right now, is that curtains for the Browns, do you think, as far as the playoffs are concerned already? I think it's really tough, right? Because Nick Chubb is is the heartbeat of that offense, essentially. He's the, he's the consistency, the glue that's in there. I mean, his runs are incredible and they just, you know, he's that go-to guy that can help get them out of these bad situations. Right. And, you know, I think everyone felt for him and and just seeing his face going off in the car, you, you know, there's no way you don't feel just horrible for the poor guy. I mean, he's been such an epic back for all these years. You know, he's going to get you a minimum of of three yards. And when you're in the trenches as much as they have to be and, and on those fine lines, he is such a key part of that offense. So, I think it does reduce their playoff options. You know, they are still 
shopping around though. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kareem Hunt, who's already been with them before the, the past four seasons and whatnot. Um, you know, Cam Akers is on trade talks. There are a few yeah. different backup options there. Yeah, that's it's interesting, isn't it? Kareem Hunt would, would make a lot of sense. Jerome Ford was the backup who came in and did pretty well. I mean, he, you know, he, he hit a hundred and change, didn't he? Uh, it's yeah. a great point you make there about the kind of back he is, because we talk a lot about the running back stock diminishing in recent years in in the NFL, and, and it's clearly the case right they don't get paid as much the the value compared to where we were 10 15 20 years ago is altogether different because the game's changed but i'm such a big believer in this crew of elite backs that are, are at a different level obviously because they're elite but they're still operating at a level that you would ascribe to to a running back 15 20 years ago even if the usage isn't as much and this is mccaffrey obviously saquon when he's fit and Chubb's in that group, isn't he? He's, he's, as you say, one of those players that when everything else isn't gelling and just you can lean on him, to Henry obviously as well, can lean on them just to galvanize the team a little bit, to take care of business. Yeah, he is that definite kind of dog, lead by example sort of guy. And that's why it's almost, when you're thinking about replacing him, and, and I love you mentioned Jerome Ford, one person is not going to replace him. Mm. You'll need at least two backs to take on that kind of workload that he does and the the power that he holds. And, you know, it's it's crazy that we've had, I think, so many conversations around backs and the importance just in these first two weeks in the NFL. Right. Yet only a couple of months ago, not even with all the conversation around how they're not getting paid enough. So it's it's kind of a dichotomy that we're saying, wow, these guys are so important, yet we're not quite willing to pay them that. Right. It's such a good point. Uh, I want to ask your perspective on in a locker room around a team facility when something like this happens, because obviously the party line and, and it's a great point you make about you can't replace it with one person. Stefanski said that, right? And th there are certain players that clearly are irreplaceable like for like. And and, and I guess he's, he's one of them. But teams, players, individually, coaches, they'll all say, it's it's we feel for him but you know we're it's next man up we're gonna go again we're gonna be good and and somebody else gets the shot and, and often that plays out well like somebody takes their opportunity and and runs with it but is that the official party line the media spiel that you're getting and inside a locker room whether they can help it or not there must be a or is there a significant deflation in morale and they're thinking oh we just lost chub for the season you know how do teams deal with it when a superstar goes down i think naturally like you would let's say let's say you know knock on wood ollie thornton we don't have him the rest of the season right i mean you don't have your your right hand man essentially as your producer and it really is a, a loss and anybody you bring in is not going to know what you like the same way that ollie does right, right. It's, it's that same it's the same feel so there's no way that you don't have even as a, a quarterback i know I know that, hey, I know Chubb's going to pick up this guy because he sees it the same way I have, and I've, I've worked with him. So there's going to be those growing pains. But to be fair, if you've got a really strong culture, and Stefanski does seem like he's been trying to build that over the years, mm. you do be really believe in next man up because at one point you might have been that next man up. And I think that's what's important in the NFL. None of these guys that are starting were ever just came in as starters, or most mm. of them didn't. They've all ha had that opportunity so I think there's also an element of like, all right, well, now you've got to work harder than ever and prove that you deserve this spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair point. Um, I'm just thinking of projecting to what you're saying about Propo being out. If we got a replacement, probably wouldn't spend as much time in the bar at 3 a.m. 
<laughs> before a record, but that would be the only upside of it. But I, I agree with you. Everything else, it wouldn't feel the same. All right, here we go. We're going into week three. I read, I read a piece this week. They're already looking, obviously, because you can gamble on it and the whole world seems to revolve around that. Already looking at MVP favorites after oh two weeks of, I, I, I remember the um, a few years back we were doing a London game and it was, I think it must have been the Vikings because we were talking Cousins and I think Cousins at the Vikings at, at the time. And we were with J-Bell. This was week four or five. I think J-Bell was already getting into Kirk Cousins or maybe it was Stafford. I don't know. I'm getting about mishmashing my quarterbacks. But you get my point. Already talking about MVP contention then. That was week five. We were already, this is kind of, I think OC might have been, we're talking about MVPs now. It's week five. We're now week two and we're talking about MVPs. So Tua is the, is the current bookie's favorite for MVP. What wow. have you made of Tua's start to the season and Miami's start to the season? Giannis, he looks, I mean, he looks so comfortable in that offense right now. And the way that he is making these throws, he's like a different man. And I think mm. part of that is just being healthy, doing the right things. And in, I mean, the biggest complaints we had about him last year was besides the health issue where he wasn't able to connect his receivers. He was too predictable, but you have one of the best kind of, beautiful minds in offense in Mike McDaniel and they've been able to work together this whole off season. And, you know, you can see that on the field now, the way that he's able to move that ball around. I mean, going against the Patriots is tough. Mm. They are a defense that's going to take away your number one receiver all the time. Yet he still had Waddle. He still had all these other receivers that he was able to get the football to. And I think his development has been huge and, and, I love the idea that he could be MVP. I mean, crazy and week two that we're talking about this, <laughs> but for me, it's can he stay healthy? Like if he mm. can stay healthy, him and the Dolphins have a chance. That's going to be the biggest part for them. Yeah, I mean, it, huge, isn't it? And I guess enhanced for you know wrong reasons, the reasons we don't like to see, but enhanced because of the Rogers injury. I mean, it's made the part of the playoffs that a little bit easier for, for them in the East. It is great to see two as development and project uh, taking my dolphins fandom aside for a minute just just he's a player you're rooting for isn't he he's a player that you you want to you want to succeed and he he appears to have taken that step up now you saw the same thing we've talked about it a lot over the years haven't we with josh allen uh, and there was faith that was put in him by the bills organization uh, uh and it paid off and and allen has clearly become one of the great players in the nfl i've got to obviously talk a bit about your bills there's a lot of talk on the turnover situation with Josh, which which was always an issue early doors, right? And he seemed to kind of get that in check. But because it's been a mixed start to the season for them and uh, for him, even in the small sample size we're talking about, that seems to kind of come up, it has come up again. And I saw some numbers the other day that he's had 84 turnovers since he's been in the league. And is this really going to be the thing that undoes Buffalo everyone's saying Allen's propensity to, to turnovers does it does it matter ultimately you know I mean and obviously you don't want to be turning over the ball but that's what you get with him isn't it the kind of player that he is he's going to give you all this great stuff but that's that's the flip side and just got we just got to live with that is that about right with Allen there do, I mean at this point you kind of know who he is right I mean this right. many years in you give him his rookie years you know he's year six right now I think it is so I mean he's pretty much who he is but you get all those turnovers but you then have someone with leading touchdowns as well so it's really kind of risk reward with him all the time and you know there were conversations about how you know maybe we 
maybe they try and tone him down or rein him in, you know, so to speak. But when you do that, you're not going to get the special Josh Allen plays. You're not going to get, you know, what we, the excitement when you watch the bills. And so I think there is an element of owning that. Um, Mm. I think he probably, you know, ever since I'd say since Dable left and Ken Dorsey kind of took over, despite the fact that they were in the same building at the same time, Dable and Dorsey, I think there's definitely been a missing communication piece between that. Um, Dable's kind of right-hand man, Shea Tierney, has been huge for Josh over the years. And I think, you know, he's gone with him to the Giants, of course, and not having him, I think, is, has been a really big impact. And I don't think anyone really realized how much of an impact Shea had on on Josh's life and his game, essentially. Mm. How does that, just playing that out a bit, paint the picture a bit more in terms of the, the day-to-day involvement that particularly assistant coaches have with, uh, you know, with with players like Josh Allen? Because obviously head coaches, they're the, calling all the, all the big shots, but often the really strong relationships are going to be with not even the coordinators but but the positional coaches and the assistant coaches right yeah precisely and it was great because Shay Tierney's worked with Dable from you know Eagles from Alabama so knows the system in and out and is mm. able to really teach that you know Shay's one of the first ones in the building every morning he's there with Josh they they meet beforehand sets it all up then Dable comes in and talks about what he wants to you know Shay is kind of that communicator between the two of them a lot of times and you know I think when you build up that friendship you're with someone you're able to get the most out of them right and they were Mm. really quite close so you know you can see how you can really develop someone and and when someone's close with you you feel comfortable asking questions that perhaps you wouldn't normally ask to yeah right coordinator yeah (laughs) yeah it's like every every business right it's so true it's it's interesting when in the same way we oh god we'd be talking about quarterbacks to lead off the show so we're as guilty as anyone but there is a a natural um propensity for us you know in the media to talk about quarterbacks talk about head coaching or coordinator changes this team's going to be different this year because this coordinator is gone when actually you know to scratch beneath the surface a bit look at the the assistants that are moving on and and those key components of a successful setup it's really fascinating to 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 think about it in that way let's talk about the ground game for buffalo because i'm really interested in that the uh progress that James Cook has made. And there seems to be a lot of buzz, was a lot of buzz about James Cook going into the season. It feels like the Bills, having looked for a running back for their running back, their guy for a good few years, they haven't quite found him. It fe- they felt like they had with Cook and he's really, really stepped up, hasn't he? Some some big numbers for him, running uh, uh, you know a serious clip. I think it's he's over five a, five a carry, catching out of the backfield as well. Is this their guy? Have they finally solved this problem, do you think? I think they're finally on the path to solving this problem, right? Remember they brought in last year at the end of the season, Naheem Hines. I think they were looking for that. Again, more of that kind of physical back to get in there. Um, they let go of De- Devin Singletary, who they'd mm-hmm. had as a rookie. So there was, you know, they've tried for a lot of years now and it's not really worked out. But James Cook really seems to be coming into his own, really doing a great job of picking up the pass protection. Like you're saying, it opens up so much when he can be a receiving back as well. I mean, not saying he's on the same level of CMC whatsoever, but it's more so understanding that, look, Chris McCaffrey can play anywhere essentially on an offense. And that's kind of where the backs are going towards, you know, where you want somebody that can play in the slot, can 
be in pass protection. So then you can play around with the different mismatches on defense. So James Cook definitely creates that. Um, I mean, gosh, he's got a great brother to uh, learn from over all the years <laughs> right. as well. Um, so there's a lot of potential for him. I just, I want his, I want his development to keep progressing all the time because he is still young in regards to being a back, but you know, he's got the speed, he's got the physicality. Um, and I think he recognizes that he could be the guy for Buffalo. It, encouraging signs then the way he started this season and Alan obviously is going to be fine. All this overhyped negativity is just, is just no, noise. He's a terrific player. It's going to be <laughs> fine. It's nonsense. But the offensive line, how big an issue is that? How worried are you that that might be the the weak link? Or do you think they can get up to a level where it's not going to inhibit them too much to do what they need to do? To be honest, you know, looking at the offensive line, granted we're two, we're only two weeks in, mm. and, and then kind of comparing it to last year, is it actually all that different between the two? I'm not quite sure. I think, you know, probably need a bit more evidence on this side. The first game versus the Jets was not good. Um, but I think it's not necessarily a cause for concern. Are they the best O-line out there? No, like, let's be honest. But it's also you when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, any of these guys that are, you know, Jalen Hurts, you have to play the game differently as well. And so mm. the type of line you almost have to recruit is different, right? You have to be mobile. You have to be able to, you know, kind of feel the presence of your quarterback and, and move around like that. So I think, <laughs> I hope that the line improves just from a, a straight pass protection um, and even some of their run blocking, right? You're not, they're not the first ones off the line. You're looking for more of that explosive, knocking a defense back kind of, again, dog mentality, really. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they've really changed much from last year to now, but I, I'd like to see a little bit more evidence to have a more fair uh, input on them. <laughs> and, you know, I, you know, I Mike was talking a bit about line play on Monday's show. That's in the vault. I Mike every Monday, of course. Uh, and outside of the... He was talking in particular just about the uh, unappreciated or underappreciated skill and dexterity that linemen have, right? Because they're, you know, they're big fellas. And you think it's all just about standing there and being an immovable object when it really isn't, right? It's, it's, it's very refined and complex in terms of movement and skill and dexterity is the word, I guess. Uh, but he was also talking about the importance of just time and cohesion and playing together. You just got to, you're a unit. You just got to, it's going to let it breathe a bit. And, and that's why we often see good lines progressively getting better as, as seasons, seasons go on. So it kind of plays out that they can, they can get that bit right. Now, Propo has, although he's not on the record today, I, again, I refer you back to, to earlier on. He's probably still, still on his way, hung over on his way home in the cab at 10, 10 46 in the morning, but he did, has put a running order together. And I'm, um, of sorts anyway I'm, su I'm as surprised as you are gang that we have a running order on this show but we do <laughs> so we better we better stick to that um so i'm going to fire a couple of questions that propo wants to get into or subjects that propo wants to get into we kind of talked a bit about uh the impressive well we talked about the impressive start two has had and james cook so we've kind of talked a bit about individual players that have impressed already this season what about teams phoebe which teams maybe surprisingly so have impressed you so far this season um I'd say impressed I mean man Lions I think it's hard to to not take away from them I mean Jameer Gibbs has been great for them talking about little backs right um, 
I mean, the way that if you watch the Lions play right now, Goff looks great. And Mm. he's really just good. Yes, yeah, yeah. His ceiling's good, but he's looking great. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, the amount of time that he has in the pocket, his decision-making, he looks terrific. And then you match that with how they've built up on the defense. I mean, that has been huge for them, right? That's what they were really missing last year. Um, So really impressed with the Lions right now. And then it's kind of an obvious one, sort of not really. It's more so for me, the Cowboys' offense. Mm. They're looking much better. I mean, defense we knew would be lights out, but their offense is looking much better. Dak Prescott, I mean, his completion and efficiency rate, especially in the last game, was incredible and something that he's been heavily criticized for right. for the past few years. <laughs> right. It's it's such a good point because the 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 Cowboys we knew were going to contend given how dominant the defense is, but there were all kinds of questions about the offense and again we've got to predicate this by saying that we're two games in <laughs> but but Prescott he, he fascinates me as a I guess there's a kind of golf comparison in if we're talking tiers of quarterbacks right that Prescott is maybe at the top of that second tier golf's in the middle of the pack but we know we've seen it before that you can get to a Super Bowl you can win a Super Bowl if, you, if you're that level of player if things gel right and is, is that the new Eli? Is that kind of where, you know, if you think about the generation where Eli was, he was never considered, obviously, as the, in the Brady Rogers Manning, Breeze Camp, e, Roethlisberger. These guys were all rivers. Oh, they're, they're better players. Eli's not as good a player as them, but two rings and clutch play in the Super Bowl. I mean, is that where Dak's career could be going, do you think? It feels like, I mean, he's, he's essentially been a, a game manager, you know, and he's done a great job. He seems to be in a great position. His decision-making you know, and I think part of it's also working with McCarthy and their play calling there. Mm. You know, he's not he's not asking him to make these crazy deep throws. He's just, all right, check it down. That's fine. A little swing pass, you know, a, a little screen here. And, and it works for them. So I think it'll be interesting to see when they play their next game this weekend, what the defense does to kind of adjust based off what they've shown. And are they going to force Dak to throw? And does that change things? But Mm. For the moment, he seems really comfortable in the offense and he's just taking what he's given. And that's a really big piece of it. Yeah, it's great to see. And you think about his entry into the NFL, it were, you know, a mid-rounder. The breaks went his way in with Romo's injury and he had a decent... I remember that line he came into. That line was probably the best of the business. Good team. Yeah. He rolls, and then you think about other quarterbacks who land in a spot where that isn't the case, and the confidence just gets knocked out of them, and and they 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 can't really ever ever get going. Then there's also the quarterbacks that fly and they're heavyweights, and they get paid, and yeah. they get the big bucks, and then things don't quite go to plan, or big deals happen, and they get moved, and things aren't going to plan. So let's bring that neatly into talk of. Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson, two demonstrably great quarterbacks in in their day, at their height of their powers, whatever you think about Deshaun Watson, independently of his play on the field, we're concentrating on his gameplay. And he's a, undeniably a great quarterback when he was with the Texans. Mm. It hasn't played out so far in Cleveland to, to the degree where he, last season, I guess, again, based when we're looking at his 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 contributions on the field he was given a pass right it was all right he's been out of the game for a long time it's not a great cleveland you know let's blow the rust off 
This season, he's been maybe worse. He's regressed, possibly, in terms of what we've seen so far. Wilson had this awful season last year. We put that down to, well, it was Nathaniel Hackett. They couldn't get together. Hackett was a bit out of his depth as a head coach, eh, missing his receiver. The ground game was depleted. Gave him a pass. It's Sean Payton. He's going to be fine. And actually, for the first half of last weekend, it looked like, it was playing out that way, right? It looked like the Russ we knew, not just that he was being productive, but he was rolling out to the right and making deep throws and evasive and on it. And yeah, okay. So perhaps there's light at the end of the tunnel, but then they imploded and you're thinking all of the money that Deshaun Watson has been paid, all of the draft collateral that was given up for Russell Wilson. And these guys right now are, are, are way off the mark. Is there a danger here that these two could go, these two deals, Phoebes, could go down in folklore, NFL folklore, is maybe two of the worst deals of all time? Absolutely. I mean, especially the Deshaun Watson one. I mean, that whole process was was terrible. I mean, all, everything that they gave up for him and, you know, I, I understand he was doing well with the Texans when he left there, but his regression is just so deep into you know, to put so much money into a singular person. I think you look at some of the other quarterbacks out there, you know, and Tom Brady is a great example. He he is an amazing quarterback, but he took a pay cut to be able to hold together a great team. And I think yeah. it also speaks to kind of the selfishness of, you know, who at least Deshaun Watson is when you're saying, pay me all this money, I'll make this work. But it doesn't, it doesn't work like yeah. that, you yeah. know, and there's, so many variables and factors that go into it. Um, and the, on that, the guaranteed element as well. I and mean, there's no wiggle room. You can get cute with some deals and the salary cap geniuses can work the, you know, the, the alchemy and and maybe find a way. When, when the money's guaranteed, there's no, there's no wiggle room there. That guy's getting paid. Incredible. I mean, it really is incredible. And I, I think the, the Browns organization will, will forever kind of have this stain on their name. Yeah. Yeah. For, for what they've done in this situation and especially if it doesn't play out now you've lost Nick Chubb you know mm. and and at some point you know Stavansky has to answer to a bunch of this as as the head coach who's been a part of all of this yeah 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 he really does and and I think it's seeing as we're in week three crazy jumps already hot seat is something <laughs> that's got to be in if we're talking <laughs> MVP we've got to talk hot seat and I guess he, he he is in that mix right now what about Russell Wilson is there enough Given Peyton's, uh, you know, uh, one of the brilliant minds of his generation, and Wilson, I, I guess the only thing I didn't add to our assessment, collective assessment of him last season, was this like, perspective that yeah, he's done. You know, he, it's the off the cliff moment. He just he can't do it anymore. But he showed that he can. That for the first half last weekend feels like he's still got got it. So should we be a little bit more optimistic that he can turn it around? I I would say so because he. If we look back to last year, I mean, there were some definite issues amongst that whole organization from from play calling to situational awareness to, you know, offensive line issues, receivers dropping footballs. You know, there were a lot of issues that weren't just necessarily about Russell Wilson. You know, they were trying to put him in a, a system that didn't really play to his strengths or maybe play to a much younger version of Russell Wilson. Whereas now, like you were saying before, now it's, hey, allow him to do those kind of boots, sprint outs, you know, give him those opportunities to be able to throw on the move like that. But 
that's not got to be his whole game. You have great running backs in there, hand the ball off, you know, get mm-hmm. that nice mix. And, and Sean Payton, it's hard to deny him, whether it's, whether you think it's an, an ego thing or not. I mean, goodness, the fact that he went onside first kickoff of yeah. the, the first game, um, you know, probably speaks a bit to who he is and, and how he feels about himself, but he is still <laughs> a great yeah. mind and he does a great job of, of challenging the opponent from things as small as holding personnel groupings to, you know, playing with the time. And it's, you know, he will help get that organization better. And if he truly believes that Russell Wilson isn't the guy by the end of the season, I'm sure he will let everybody know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, he will. Um, okay. One more team I want to talk about. We, we touched on them a little briefly, the Bengals, right? Propo yeah. obviously has got them in the running order. That his team. I mean, this is what, again what I'm talking about. The, it's interesting because they've got the Rams, who are better than we figured. This one of the Monday Night Football doubleheaders, better than we figured. That the offense is again showing flashes. I guess uh, what we knew, what we know about in the second half last, but still problematic. The offensive line definitely problematic. Interesting take about Joe Burrow and the absence from camp and the impact that has on on a quarterback, just in terms of touch and rhythm and sharpness invariably inevitably right that's logical that he's going to get better and better because he didn't have a proper camp and he's going to get sharper so we've got to put all of this in context but there is a real danger that they could go down to the rams given the way the rams the flashes the rams have shown when i think when we looked at this pre-week one we thought that's a definite everyone's picking the bengals for this how big a jam are they going to be in if they jump from 0-2 right now? Oh, that's no real drama because they've made the, the the playoffs before when they've gone 0-2 to 0-3. I mean, did, does then the panic start to set in, do you think? Yeah, I mean, you start to wonder, is this actually becoming our identity? Is this is this who we are? And and I, I hear you completely about, you know, missing. I mean, with the calf injury, that was not great. Even game one, it was almost a bit like, oh, should he really be in there? Is, is he as mobile right. and whatnot as always, just because that takes a long time, you know, a decent amount of time to heal. So, but the the problem for me is that they're still looking at the end of last year, so many issues with offensive line that they've not truly fixed, whether you're, whether that's rhythm or not, you know, there is a real problem there. And with Burrow being the most sacked quarterback, essentially in the NFL, you know, going to week three, you just, you, you need to start off on a more positive note than that. And I I would hope that they're able to pull themselves together. But if they're not able to against the Rams, this could be a, a real problem. Now, Joe Burrow definitely is the the Joey Cool, doesn't seem to fret. You know, that seems to be the Zach Taylor mentality with him as well. Um, but you do have to start asking questions and really evaluate yourself if you get to 0-3. And, and I guess that's it, it really... Fascinating to see how that might develop as um, for a player like him and all the success he's had so early on in his career when he meets with this kind of adversity, right? That, yeah. And how, who was the player that, um, well, I think it was Trubisky, wasn't it? That when he was at the Bears and they were getting loads and loads of criticism and it really went to his head, like really affected him. And it's not a knock on him. I get it. Like, and he was saying, I'll turn, everyone had to turn off. NFL Network and ESPN in the facility because because he didn't want to hear the criticism and you think you sometimes underestimate how much pressure these guys are under and Burrow's yeah particularly because he's Joe Cool so he's got to live up to this hey I'm fine I'm fine hey don't worry about me yeah and it, and it might knock him a bit I mean that's that is it that's interesting you know the 
thing I was thinking of, Ollie and I were talking about this on Edge Rush last week, where the maybe the best moment of the season so far is the is the Gino Smith. Oh God, Joe Burrow, because he's because he's Joe Cool. How would he how would he deal with that? Is he just gonna oh be gosh. is he just gonna uh, <laughs> <laughs> just, just close your eyes and just, take it. <laughs> we were saying how how cool Gino was because even though he was saying, oh, you know, when when you read, because I read it first and then saw it, saw the clip, and you read it and you think, was um, was it a classic? As we was, I would like, oh god, <laughs> panic, <laughs> panic. But Gino's pretty cool. with it. It's just like, oh, he's ba- oh shit, yeah. he knows what he knows <laughs> what's coming. This is gonna okay. But I'm fine with it. Uh, the man is cool. All right. I love it. Thieves, we're going to do 57 seconds. Before we get into that, I'll give you a moment to get yourself set. I mean, Shane Marine got really into the zone. Really oh, got God. himself getting. I mean, minute, what we, we had to cut this out of the show, gang. I mean, Shane insisted on four or five minutes of just psyching himself up for it. So uh, uh, <laughs> while you're getting yourself ready, uh, I'm going to read a message from USA Sports, one of our pr- partners this season, which I'm very proud to say. USA Sports, incidentally, giving all kinds of great prizes in our DraftKings Listener League. And that's free to enter. Hit the link. Ols put that in the show notes. You can go and find it on uh, social at the NC show. Free to enter. The free to enter Listener League. DraftKings put up prizes, but so do USA Sports. Merch, goodies, uh, all kinds of stuff there. And they are the best place to buy all of your American sports merch on this side of the pond. From football, hockey, basketball, baseball, and much more. I'm thinking what much more is. Go and check the site out. You can find it. That seems to be pretty complete. Uh, there's is something for everyone. Represent your favorite teams and check this out. You get 20% off your order using the discount code NC Show. So if you go on there, use NC Show, 20% off your order. I mean, what's not to love about that, Phoebes? Phoebes is endorsing that one. USA Sports, and this is what I love about them most, for the fans, by the fans. Yeah, we love, love them. It. We love that partnership. They are like-minded, a like-minded crew. Uh, right. Thebes, 57 seconds. Yeah, the Zen. The Zen is coming. <laughs> They're so bad at quizzes. All right, I've got... I'm ready. <laughs> that's a great That's a great confidence-boosting start. Hang on, I've got to get the clock ready. Uh, we've got to make sure we get the time right. Uh, Dave and the boys in creative will... Uh, get very cross if i uh go about a minute and 12 <laughs> and it defeats the whole object of the uh of the thing right so here we go so i am um, high tech stuff on the nc show i'm using my iphone to get the stopwatch <laughs> here we go all right here we go okay reset still got it still got it bang on from 57 seconds from shavery last week that's how that's how live it is are you ready Phoebe? you set what year was joe burrow drafted are we in now? <laughs> 20, is that 2021? 20, 2020. 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 2020. I'll give it to you. Okay, what was Jim Jim Kelly's jersey number? Oh, I should know this one. <gasps> it's not it's not 12. What, it is 12. Uh, you just bang yeah. on 12. You got it. Thank God you got that. <laughs> um the best dressed NFL UK broadcaster. Oh, I have I have to say it's it's OC. Oh, of course. I'll see you, mate. I'm going to tell Jay, but Jay Bell's on. You'll probably tell him on Sunday. Uh, the player that you'd most want alongside you in a bar fight. Ooh, um, I'd like Trent Williams. Trent Williams. Correct answer. I'll give you that. The longest <laughs> field goal in NFL history. 61? 66? 66 yards is right. Are kickers real football players? Yeah. That's the last. That's the last question. Hey, I don't make the questions up. I just ask them. 
Uh, what is your official answer on that? I, I say yes, but I just yes. had this conversation with someone <laughs> who are like, but they don't tackle. Well, they don't do anything. Okay, <laughs> I guarantee you, if you ask Osi that, I think I have had this conversation with him before. He wouldn't even give a, an, a he wouldn't even answer out loud. He'd just give that Osi look. <laughs> That's yeah. all you need to know. But mm. I will accept yes as an answer because I love I love kickers. Seeing as um, we'll give you one more, we'll give you one more question because we hit the hit the clock on that. I'm gonna go with ah yeah okay dream Super Bowl halftime show. Can we bring uh, Destiny's Child back? <laughs> we can definitely bring Destiny's Child back. We can make can it work. We're reincarnated. <laughs> I think um, I think Jay-Z's got connections there to be able to do yeah. that. So that would kind of make sense. All right. I, I'll, I'll give you a point for that as well. So let me see. You've got... You got that. You got kickers are real football players is two longest field goal we got there in the end. Jim Kelly four <laughs> bar fight. You went Trent five. Did we get Joe Burrow? Did we? Uh, OC, I said OC twenty twenty one, but one, I don't okay. actually know yeah, what year we're in. But so. we'll give you OC. So that puts you on. I think that puts you on six points. Hey. You the joint top of the leaderboard. Yeah. That is superb work. Uh, brilliant work. Brilliant stuff. Um, 57 seconds. Brilliant. We're going to roll that all season long, of course. Uh, I'm thinking he's coming up. J-Bell is coming up soon on the show. Uh, so he'll be having a stab at that. Greg Rosenthal, of course, as well. All your show faves rolling all through the season. All right, Phoebes, we'll let you get out of it because I know you've got a busy old weekend, of course, a big broadcast to get set for on Sunday. One more for the road, though. And that, incidentally, that's five pounds in the charity box every time I drop that. that and uh, any natism is five. Oh, we won 50. Ben and I won 50, uh, $50 in our, with our fantasy. So Ben and I are running FFS this year, putting our fantasy team together. I think it's fair to say we're not great fantasy players, um, but everything that we make goes to charity. We came second in the in the paid league. So oh we're feeling confident about it. It's all going to a good cause. So we're very, it won't last, but hey, that's a good start. <laughs> So last but not least, what one game are you most looking forward to this weekend and why out of the week three slate? Atlanta versus the Lions. I think this is going to be such a big test for both sides. And I am so excited to see what they can do. I think this is probably going to be like the most exciting matchup of the week, really. Yeah, I cannot wait for that. And the I mean, you mentioned a bit about the Lions and and how well they're playing. Atlanta, do you feel they've got a, a decent run, a playoff spot? I mean... With what they're able to do with their run game, you know, just seeing how they've pulled it together in the past two weeks, I've been really impressed with them. Um, Arthur Smith's done a great job, as we kind of anticipated anyways. But, mm. um, I mean, man, Bijan Robinson, I think people knew he was special. But when you really get to see him and yeah. what he's done as a, as a rookie in this league so far, it's it's pretty cool to see. He's a hell of a player. I completely oh, agree and concur. What a, what a way to wrap things up on the great Bijan Robinson. Phoebes, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for dropping by. Loving your work. And check in soon, yeah? Thank you. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.